presents Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the final episodes of The Bardic College Presents Hellfire Nights. I'm Raz, the storyteller, and we've been on this journey for about a year. Uh, this campaign was supposed to be about seven or eight months. We had some delays in recording here and there, some of them my fault. But uh, overall, we were able to get it done, you know, in a fairly compact time, considering the scope of the story that our characters have been on. Um, the players have done an amazing job navigating the politics and the twists and turns, I think. And I hope that tonight, the way this goes down, will be uh, an interesting and different than maybe what they expected for the final evening. So we'll get right into it. Uh, as you remember, the story of the campaign itself was called Hellfire Nights. And the reason for that is uh, that Kiernan Fraser, the Ventru Prince of London, no shock there that the Ventru had it, uh, decided that it was time to really take the Camarilla and Vampire Society deep underground. Uh, to that end, we've had things happen along the way. We've made enemies, made friends. and But all along, this whole plan was to let elders that wanted to attend come in for a great final hurrah at the original Hellfire Club that is out in the countryside of England. And that is where we are tonight. The, our team will be arriving, letting, discussing with you what they're doing. Ashton Brenner has a great reveal of some some artworks that he's been working on over the last several months some with oh, the yes. doctor's help uh just kind of helping him get you know things prepped and everything but these are the ashenbrenner these are nine original ashenbrenner pieces uh simona has been busy getting her clan back uh together keeping things under control and sort of helping fraser with some minute details to the party uh but for all of you at the, at home this is the culmination of at what everybody has seen through over these last seven months and uh Let's begin. So welcome, everyone. How's everyone doing tonight? Good, I hope. Yeah. Yes, I am excited and scared. I I'm am afraid. I am <laughs> I'm glad one of party. us is. Evelyn is I'm ready, ready to, to watch the blood flow. Okay, there we go. I'm scared. <laughs> why are you going into this <laughs> pessimistically? Why are you... Why? Why? Because mm. it's the last night. It's the party of the millennia because we're vampires and it's well, I don't know. You guys are showing up. <laughs> Shit happens when you guys show up to parties. Also, my ex-boyfriend who I have forsaken is going to make an appearance, so I will be uh not enjoying myself. Clinging Aww. onto your mountainous man meat that uh you recruited from the Malcavs. Nice. From him. So many M's in one sentence. That was almost no, like a V them. situation. That was an M. M from Alcav. <laughs> this yeah, malicious and malignant. Doesn't really do a lot of parties, but like, <laughs> I, I, I'm excited about the culmination of the artwork. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's, that's really what it's. What the it's trials about. and tribulations of. If Ashen Evelyn Brenner. asks you to dance, Ashenbrenner, would you turn her down, or or would you dance? I mean, would there's you really do only one way to find out. I mean, oh. we have to do it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Roll the dice. Literally, roll the dice. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ashenbrenner may die before the all of this goes down if he says no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Rejection. I go, I go yeah. for his throat. Boom. Evelyn's voice becomes like Lurch betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the manor house is large, gothic, 
and in the countryside of London and let me in the countryside of England rather and let me show that to the players now and then I will give you a description. So this is bigger than even the house at um, Collinsport or Collinswood. Uh, it's just this big, massive Gothic manor. Um, I don't know what are we counting their team about thirty chimneys because each one has sets of threes and fours. Thirty chimneys, so probably about thirty-five, forty rooms. What's that? <laughs> I said that's a fair estimate. It's 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 a shit ton. That's yeah, it's a lot of chimneys. <laughs> I heard something about I heard something about asshole, and I went, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Um, the chimney, it's the house's you know asshole. Right. That's what they yes. call it. That's what they call it. Call For the it's people looking at home, it looks a lot like the Oakley Court, um, which you may know from uh, some of the. Christopher Lee Dracula Hammer films. Or, oh, yeah, absolutely. Or oh, more yeah. campily, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, because it was literally the same location for both. There is a light. Yes, there definitely is. Mm -hmm. um, so you're going to be arriving uh, anywhere between 9.30 and 10 p.m. Uh, 10 p.m. is when the beginning of the doors are officially opening and people are kind of being allowed in. Clans will assemble in their rooms before Kiernan officially kicks off the party so real quick we'll just go around the table the ladies this is just probably as much as important for the men in, in some ways but uh we'll start with the we'll start with the boys and we'll let the ladies go after they have a minute to think Asha Brenner you have a big reveal tonight we're gonna be setting all your art up in the veranda in the back of the house so that people can peruse it while they're enjoying and uh refreshment and some of the other entertainment going on how are you yeah. uh how are you decked out for this big big event me? Yeah. Um, I am just uh, people are people who have seen me before in basically my my cerements of the grave, just kind of like whatever I'm wearing, doing double takes like pitch black, venta black, that that black that absorbs all the colors, suit, black shirt, black tie, just just absolute midnight on legs uh, juxtaposed by, you know, the, um, the pale bald head and the, uh, the, 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 the very light uh, eyes. Um, so I'm going to say I'm, I'm sort of completely wrapped up in setting up these, these nine pieces. Mm -hmm. um, like, honestly, I, I show up and it's like, okay, here's where they're going. I, I turn into, I imagine being portrayed by Julia Roberts, just that sort of single mindedness until it's all set up. And then at that point, it's basically waiting around for my moment to, you know, present these. And yank um, all the, yeah, they're, are they, they're yeah. all covered over, right? I mean, you're they're covered. Exactly. Yeah. They're all covered in like in, in, in you know, black, uh, impenetrable <clears throat> sort of silken things. Yep. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, so that's, this is, this is the culmination of like, everything for ash and brenner so it's okay. like even if there is some sort of horrifying bloodbath at the end it's like after i do the reveal okay can we hold off until <laughs> just, just give as me 30 seconds after the reveal and wait wait it's the piece de resistance now go ahead and strike good fabulous. exactly like yeah it. it's okay. like it, it's the whole what is it the um well, what's it called? The flaw with all of the toreador the clan flaw that they can kind of get caught up in like art oh yeah Yep. So I've, I've sort of been putting that off. That's sort of been like 
yeah, I can't go out tonight. Got to work on this. But this is sort of the first time it's really manifest itself. Like, this is the only thing. This is everything. And then after it's done, if I'm dead, it doesn't matter. If I'm not dead, it's like, oh, God, what what emptiness. I feel, I feel so, like this is the closest thing to postpartum depression. So one person does approach you, Action Brenner, and it's Philip. And as he approaches you, he, as you're setting up piece number three, he uh, he comes over and says, Ashen Brenner, um, I'm very uh, excited for tonight for you, and I wish you nothing but the best on your uh, on your reveal. I hope that uh, the art is as shocking and and accepted as anything you've ever done in the past. Uh, so I'm I'm going to look at him, and I'm going to say for a solid eight seconds complete non-recognition like I've never met this person in my life and then I'm going to kind of shake my head a little bit and you know thank you so kindly Philip and then like as a totally you know non I have never been this polite but it's only because I'm so totally distracted that I can't say something withering right so I'm actually like come across as incredibly meek and polite how kind of you, Philip? Thank you. And then, like a little, like a little bow, curtsy, and I'm back to setting up. He's gone from my life completely, literally. Boop! He no longer exists. He was going to offer to to pull all the curtains for you as you spoke, but and pull the uh, draw never. the. Uh, that no never. one will touch these. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No. It's a, <laughs> can I hold your baby? No. No, you can't. You smell like dick. No. You smell like unwashed dick. You can't hold my baby. Wash your hands of the dick smell. And maybe you can hold my baby until then. No, you cannot touch okay. my baby. So, so what Philip was actually trying to do was just get into the the scene, the shot, the Vogue, right? That that picture frame everyone will have as you as you of do course. these unveilings. Yeah, Philip was just trying to be there because he's one of those Toreadors that hangs on. Oh, he's he's um, a star fucker. He 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 reeks of it. He reeks of star fuckery. Yeah. Oh, he was the one who's just always who was always hanging around at Elijah's, right? Never actually right. doing art, just kind of there. Yeah. Right, the one with the with the water oh. fixtures. Oh wow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, he Fuck also gave guys. you shit for destroying the fountain and I defended you, your honor to him. <laughs> yeah. It was a really awful fountain too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that went off well. I think that we closed that chapter. <laughs> pretty pretty good. <laughs> Dr. Jackal. Uh welcome to the Hellfire Club. Everything's getting getting ready for the evening's uh festivities. How are you uh presenting yourself tonight, sir? As uh, the only Malkav that'll be actually present. The doctor is uh not sure what to expect, so he just was like, hey, for, formal dinner party, yes, and I, uh he's accompanying Simona, he knows that. Mm-hmm. So he would be in the height of fashion for the day the three-piece tails coat with the top hat that finally pushes him over that seven foot tall mark because he's already like six and a half feet tall or something like that um and the tails coat would be or not the tails coat but the waistcoat would be in a color complementing simona's dress not necessarily matching but complementary colors excellent excellent all right, uh, let, then let's talk about Simona. Simona, yes, you're up. Um, you arrive. I, uh, Dr. Jackal is escorting you, so same carriage, I'm assuming? Oh, of course. Okay, and how are you bedecked out for the evening's festivities as you are being let out? Now, the carriagemen, as you're let out, are absolutely set up in, like, 17th century, you know, the hosiery, the short silk pants, 
Uh, everything's embroidered it, or has that pattern to it. And it's like purple silk with a white, you know, ascot and, um, you know, the, or necktie, whatever they, however they wore it then with the, and white powdered wigs. We're, I mean, this is a Ventrue event. So they, they try to make it look Toreador classy, but it just comes across as efficient and kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, uh, you're able to walk in. So how are you decked out? Why, thank you for asking. Um, I am wearing a, it's a navy gown off the shoulder, um, and it's embroidered with gold and silver thread to look like the night sky. So there are constellations that are um, embroidered into my skirt. There's little moons, little stars. Um, I'm wearing a headpiece. My hair is down, um, but curled, and my headpiece just looks like stars that are kind of framing the top of my head. And I'm wearing silver-heeled boots and uh, no gloves. I'm I'm showing skin. I I I want to look nice. It's you know it's it's a momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is that's what I have. You know my my fanciest jewelry. I'm I'm decked out. I want to look very nice for this. What could be my final night? I say as Melinda, not as Simona. <laughs> Right. Um, all right. So over, of course, to Rosmond. So Rosmond, of course, the Tremere that are coming are all arriving together. Uh, why would they ever come alone? <laughs> That's just <laughs> not the way. Um, so it would be, you know, you exit the carriage and the, the youngest first start stepping out and moving. And then, of course, they would be the final. They and Gorgoth would be the final ones to step away from the carriage itself. But how are you? Uh, how are you fashioned for this evening? I'm in the presentable, but also somehow like uniform look of a Tremere um, Magus as a newly founded member and everything. I have the image of the dress. It's like, it's got the puffed skirt, but every, like the bodice itself is in gold flowers. Her hair is done up in a coronet braid all around her head. Her eye makeup is unusually sparkly like she maybe did a little magic spell to or a potion to kind of make it look more iridescent than normal but Mm. she's definitely like height of fashion for victorian era like she's not cutting off everything like she has a little bit of collarbone showing but that's it but she still has like the corset look the slim waist the puffed out skirt with the bustle and she's doesn't look like she can dance which she cannot but she really wants to be presentable and almost matching to whatever they or the other people of her status are going to wear for this evening. Okay. Um, they are dressed differently than, than normal. One of them looks like Gary Oldman from Dracula, from Coppola's Dracula in the gray suit. Um, <laughs> okay. She's she, her, The that's, brunette that's has great. her hair down and is coming in a, a, a very tailored fitting suit. Something like almost Dr. Jack was wearing, but just a different cut to it that makes it look feminine. So when Diane Keaton went through her Annie Hall phase, right? And and she was wearing men's clothes, yeah. but they were still cut. So that's how the one of they is. And the other is dressed fully in in the garb of, you know, all black with the Victorian veil and the headgear and the whole bit. So she, they're coming as the two personas together, but definitely identifiable different tonight. If you don't know one, you know, which of which, you now know that, oh, they're definitely which is which. One male looks more male and the way they're dressed and the other more feminine. Uh, all right, Evelyn, 
Uh, you are you were allowed one guest, and in the end, it ended up becoming. I'm. You have a choice. You can bring uh, Salome, or you can bring Edmundo. Um, no, no. <laughs> I know you can. We can sit here and have this guffaw all night long, but they were not going to let a bishop of the Sabbat into this into this closing. You can have one of the people that have already been identified as your help, but um, yeah, they're not going to let it. No, I'm sorry, Stats. That oh, doesn't work. that. No. We can we can cut this. I'm so sorry. I'm not bringing the queen. <laughs> no, you're not bringing the queen. Damn it! Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, throws my pen. <laughs> Everyone at home, I'm throwing my pen violently. <laughs> okay. I'm I, I'm chucking writing utensils. Um, that's okay. That's fine. Um, oh, piddle. Let's bring Edmundo. Okay. Like you know, some some beef. Some muscle. Salome is just going to try to convert everybody. It's going to make everyone uncomfortable before the canapes are finished. Right. <laughs> so, right. Edmundo has been given a stern seeing to. Mm-hmm. He is there to watch my back should anything happen. Um, and, and no, people looking at me in a slightly, you know, snide way is not something happening. Edmundo, you don't have to punch people. He's dressed in a Spanish gentleman's outfit, which means the Ooh. pants are th- much, much tighter. Um, Excellent. And button, button fly off to the side. Um, he looks sort of like a bullfighter, but with a little bit more, you know, a little bit more of a dressed for the evening look. But his clothes are definitely fit like a bullfighter, and he and he's wearing a, a much more practical shoe than a slipper. But, but he is coming in, and he has you know that posture of. You know, you can almost hear the trumpets going off as El Toro is about to enter the the arena. So that's him. How are you? How are you dressed? So, I've had my dress picked for for weeks. It is. I like to preface by saying Evelyn has always been dressed incredibly conservatively, like Correct. fine clothing. But she's going to a funeral. She's some sort of widow type dress. Um, fuck that noise today. It, it it's almost like a wedding gown mm-hmm. like it's extremely flowy there's a train the bottom third of the train is made of you know these hand-painted peacock feathers in black purple and gold the whole dress is black lace the lace extends down her arms where it almost looks like it's painted on her skin uh-huh did she have someone sew it into her <sighs> skin yeah it's not gonna move We'll rip it off later. But the dress is actually sewn on because it, the lace work is that intricate and like spindly. That's kind of, that's an interesting way of doing it. Okay, very yeah. good. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's also the first time anybody's ever seen her wear color mm-hmm. um, in the fact that she's always in black. So there's elements of purple. There's elements of gold on the dress. Uh, her hair is down because, you know, she wants to look like a Raphaelite muse, her favorite paintings to collect. All right. You know, rather good. severe looking. So, um, as the carriages are dropping everyone off and you're in attendance, there is some light pouring through the windows of the bottom level of, of the Hellfire Club. Uh, it's, but it's all flickering candlelight. But with vampire senses, obviously, it looks like it's a fairly well-lit room. Everything seems to be in order. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. There are some kindred mulling about outside. Basically, oogling who's who. Uh, Ashenbrenner, you are already inside. Uh, Dr. Jackal and Simona are arriving. Simona, would you go straight in or would you hang out outside a little bit just to kind of 
not be the first one into the room or the last one is specifically, I know Toridor sometimes like to arrive at a certain point in the, in the affair. Yeah. I will, um, I'll hang outside for, um, just a few minutes, you know, just making small talk with anyone that I see out there that I might know. And then, and then I'll head in after the first few people have arrived. Okay. So a man shows up in a, um, in a, in a tux, but it's white with a black shirt with a red cross on the, on the, um, on the uh, breast pocket then and he starts walking up and someone whispers oh, wow do you know who that is oh I, I can't believe they showed up who really is that who that is and uh simona you have a chance to know him because you're now of the clans and you know of the primogen but this is a bruja of pretty old blood um and after a moment or two you and dr jackal who are hanging out outside um, hear the name Lucas de Beaumanois. And he is a bourgeois who walks in and he does look very much like Christopher Lee. He has that sort of look from about 15 years ago that Christopher Lee would have had. Very, you know, English, stern face, walks incredibly with a lot of power, a lot of strength, but, you know, no wasted energy, no wasted movement, just kind of walks past you, nods, makes his way in and they're like, you know, one of the d- men at the door opens it for him and says, Master de Beaumanois, welcome to the Hellfire Club. Thank you. Speak nothing to me again until I call for you. And he walks right past the guy like, yeah, you're not even on my radar. So uh, everyone's like, wow, that's, I believe he might be the oldest one here yet. Uh, Evelyn, were you hanging out outside as well? Or are you already inside and allowing Edmundo and yourself to kind of check the place out. Um, hmm. Let's see. I'm probably going to arrive, like, once about 60% of the people have shown up. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not looking to be considered, like, late, or like we're grandstanding too much. But we will descend into that ballroom when there are maximum eyes, damn it! Okay, so you're waiting till right close to 10 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, so the Tremere have arrived early because... They they are already walking into the, towards their rooms. They want to make sure everything's safe and set. So the Tremere, being who they are, they're here already and they're kind of already taking their places it, it, around their particular haunt. Um, Simona, another person shows up and he's walking up, and he's blonde. He's about five foot four, five foot five. Um, and as he starts to approach, somebody goes, "Tremanicus," and everybody stops. And you know, you have only heard the name Gaius Germanicus, but that is a, that is a known Malkavian. Like Gaius Germanicus has been known as an old, old Malkav. And he's walking his way up and he's, he's on foot, just kind of moving up right towards the front of the building. Um, you're the, you're the ranking member of the, of the primogen that's out here right now. Everybody else either not arrived yet or is inside, like Frazier, Sarah, they're inside. Some of the primogen you haven't even seen arrive yet. But this guy, Gaius Germanicus, is definitely walking up. And he's wearing sandaled shoes and, like, weird pieces from different parts of history. Like, his shoes look like Roman gladiator, but then he's wearing, like, a kilt. And he's got this big 
feather off of his shoulder that kind of doesn't make any sense to the top he's wearing because it looks like something maybe that would have been worn by Hamlet uh, with a feather stuck through the back of it. So he's, he's definitely, he, you know, he's a Malcav. I mean, you, you're, you're seeing him right away. It's a Malcav. I will, uh, I'll lean in and tell um, the doctor, like another member of your clan, probably the only other member of your clan that I see. Is he allowed to come? Like, I, I understand the Malcavs that are visiting from other places aren't banned, right? Because Dr. Jackal is Malcav and he's here. He's only here by the prince's permission. As far as you were understanding, the Malcavs, you know, it's in poor taste to even be here at the moment. So let's say that he officially ha- didn't say that they couldn't show up, but the fact that he is showing up takes brass tacks, if you know what I mean. I was like yeah. a mean girl situation. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I, and, um, do I, Im- do I immediately, like, even before Simona says anything, does the doctor get like this sense of, oh, this guy is part of the family or um by looking at him you do doctor I, I, by time he gets to about 20 feet from the bottom you know the staircase leading into the uh, you know up into the house itself you're recognizing that you know he has the presence of someone of of the family i mean as he was coming up the, the drive no but okay. th- now you can, you're like oh wow he's really fucked up in his eyes like he doesn't look right and there's a presence he's giving off like a sense and as he approaches the door it's announce me gaius Germanicus, everyone's like, we know who you are. Um, the men at the door, are like, my lord Germanicus, I we were not expecting you. Well, why would you? I never gave the actual time that I'd be here. I just know that this whole thing's been put on, so I was supposed to attend, supposed to be here. For the love of Christ on His cross, open these doors, open them, and they're not opening them, Simona. Oh dear. Um, I'm going to uh sit back and let this uh see how this goes for a second okay doctor anything um uh, that's why i've been trying to figure out um (laughs) i'm already in shit with the family i feel like i should step in a little bit Mm -hmm. uh so i think i will pardon me for a moment miss delatore as clan clan business you see um, and I will walk over and I'm not going to be forceful or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I will walk up to the people at the door and be like, hey, now you do understand that the Malkavians were not prohibited from these gatherings. And I can assure you that uh, this fine gentleman here had uh, nothing to do with the recent fallings out. I'm, I'm sure there is no issue. And again, I'm just especially with the hat, I don't care who I'm talking to. I've got to be towering over them. So I don't want to make any overt threats, but I also Mm -hmm. am not doing anything to conceal my largeness. Doctor, give me an academics or anything. Yeah. Give me an academics and intelligence role, please. Okay. Three. Okay. So that's seven. While all this is happening, I'm standing Oof. off okay. to the side and just kind of. So that's a that's a watching. big fat zero thanks to the three ones I rolled. Yes, Ooh. you did. Okay, uh, Simona, um, you are Italian by birth, yeah. Yes. Okay, go ahead and give me the same roll. One moment. 
what is it? Academics and intelligence? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this boy's about to go in the building. Okay. We got... We have two successes. Two? Mm-hmm. Okay. The name rings a bell, Simona. It, it, Gaius Germanicus, you know it from somewhere. It's, um, it's playing at your head. And <laughs> you can whisper to some of the other vampires out on the front stoop and try to lock it in. But this is definitely a name that you've heard before, but you're just not placing it. Okay. Um, oh, boy. I, or what were you going to say? Because I'm not. He's ready. about, well, he says to the doorman, you will open that door right now. And his voice kind of goes into this haunting tone and the door starts to slowly open the man is opening it for him and he's just looking at him so he's going to get in which is okay if you don't mind him going in but i just uh, i don't know because i i know that i'm i'm primogen of a clan but it's what what authority do i have over him right now I think that this is something that the prince needs to needs to see. Or yeah, uh, the only thing I may, you might be able to do is nail down who it might be, so that you can j- j- estimate maybe how even how old he is or who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I I failed that right. I failed that check. You needed three. Yeah. So I I feel like there's really nothing that I can do right now. Um, okay. I think this so is they... something that he needs to just go in maybe the prince or someone else who knows better. Um, but I will I will go up to the doctor and just kind of link arms with him again and sort of keep him near me because this guy is giving me the creeps. Okay. Um, the door's open. He does make his way in. And um, door's shut. And now the guy's like, oh, oh, no. No, 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 no. And the other doorman down at the bottom of the stairs is like, Kiernan must know this. Oh, no. I didn't let him in, did I? Horatio allows Simona to lead him away back to where they were standing with, like, thinking to himself that he did a good job and he's pleased with himself. Of course. I will will turn around, though, and say to the doorman, you did let him in. Were you not supposed to? That's Caligula. Caligula. Well, now Gaius it's Germanicus party. <laughs> Gaius Germanicus is one of the oldest Malcavs on in the continent. Why is he even? Oh my God! I've got to find. Please, could someone take care of the door and let the other guests in. I have to find the prince immediately. Yes, you do. Um, I will. I'll call somebody else over to man the door. I'm sure that there's another guard that's around and I'll sort of use like my presence to help that. Like, uh, yeah, go. (laughs) So Ashley Redder, I was just thinking about this for you. Even if all the pieces were to somehow bomb, you know, you got one guy who's going to love it. Oh, you are. You are on the radar. You have already got the fan of fans for this kind of stuff walking into this building right now. And that is, Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's least, the one Malcolm. At least Ashton Brenner's going to get a 
new bromance from this. Yeah, a standing ovation of, of you know, even if it's only one, it's one. You know, as long exactly. as one person gets it, then somebody got it. That's great. I mean, honestly, like, yes. I know it's perfect what I've of done. Of course. So it's kind of like, you like it? That's great. If not, yeah. But it's like getting the nod from Caligula <laughs> right. is like, wow. I mean. Okay. That, that fucker woke up just to be at this party. Like, you know, yeah. I, I was I was asleep for 100 years. I didn't even, oh, I got a call. So, yes, that's the kind of people that are starting to walk through these doors um, you're getting like Golgarth is here from Tremere, um, Freitas, who is the most Grim famous Gorth. female berserk. Grimgorth, I'm sorry. Um, Grimgorth okay. is here. Uh, Freitas, the most famous berserker, uh, of all time in the Viking legends, uh, was a real person. Daughter to Eric the Red, I believe. She's here. Um, Pierre de Montreal, uh, the designer of Notre Dame for the Clan Torridor is here. So there's some there's some power people walking through these doors now and getting into their, you know, just to be present for the closing of the club. There's youngers as well. I mean, you're not by no means are you guys the youngest and you've already you've all dropped in a, a generation anyway. So but uh, yeah, there's there are a few clan heads, clan members that are just another one that walks through uh, for the Brujas, Watt Tyler, who led the rebellion right against Parliament. So, yeah, there, there's just some famous, famous faces walking in this house. Um Okay, so 10 o'clock comes. I was originally, that's right. Uh, that would have been, that would have been bad. Um, so, <laughs> Evelyn was, was trying a, to get. Was that a comment? No, Evelyn was trying to get uh, Joanna, uh, the, the Mad of Castile, which was, um, yeah, she was, she was a ducky. She was a bad person. Probably not the best person to bring to the party. Uh, but we'll go from there. Okay, so 10 o'clock comes, and about 20 minutes after 10, the families are situated in their different areas, kind of milling about. Each has its own sitting room. Uh, there's refreshments all over the place, you know, large chalices. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they have, like, they wouldn't have chocolate fountains back then. Nothing would have ran unless there was a kid with a grinder or something pumping it, but we don't have that. So uh, we don't have a blood fountain. But other than that, there's blood in decanters. I mean... They must have bled, you know, half of London for a year to get the amount of blood that's rolling through this place. Um, so you have all that going on. And finally, Kiernan comes <clears throat> into the Grand Ballroom. And when he does this, I'm going to take everybody back to that image over here for a minute. So you're back in the Grand Ballroom. And as we said, in the back of the house, as you enter through the foyer, foyer uh, towards the back third, this spot back here uh, is the Grand the grand Gallery, the Grand Ballroom where everyone meets. So in attendance is probably close to about 100, 115 kindred. Okay. Uh, Kiernan comes in and he's like, Lords, ladies, kindred. Welcome to the final event um, of the Hellfire Club. And everybody does a soft clap. We have any uh, inter entertaining things for you this evening. Um, we are very proud that some of our own clan members uh, of the Camarilla are here with special presentations. Some music is being presented this evening. Um, one of our clan members of clan Toreador is here to exhibit a series of pieces that he has been working on. Um, there'll be a poetry reading from Nana Strelovich, 
which we are very excited for. But overall, we have come and gathered together to celebrate the many, many nights of debauchery and that have taken place here. And to remember that this is the closing of a chapter. We are the survivors. We are here because we have, through the ages, found ways to keep ourselves close enough to humanity to influence it. And some people raise a glass, control it. Some people raise a glass in different areas. He says, and yet not be overwhelmed by it. We are the alpha predators, my lords and ladies, but we are also now at a cusp of a new era. We know that the numbers of humans have grown so exponentially from the time that many of us were embraced. And I am young by comparison to many of you, um, he says. But throughout these dark, throughout these days and these nights, humanity has continued to gain traction and to learn and evolve. And do we? Do we evolve? Or are we only the the creatures that we were made and given the gifts we were given by our sires. And yes, maybe we learn a new skill. Maybe we get a little bit better at fencing or, but in the end, we have, we are not able to complete and create the things that these humans are now doing in science, in medicine. They are uncovering ancient sites and, understanding that there was an involvement beyond mortal that some people out there, something out there was pushing and it was us. So if we are not careful, my friends, we will be found out. So tonight is about not caring. It's about taking one last evening to truly embrace what it means to be kindred. And to that, we are also going to have a hunt. And everybody's like, oh, revitalizing that old tradition. Many of you have probably even participated in one or two along the years. But before that, please, let me turn it over to each of the clans for their presentations. And we will go from there and we will reconvene back here around midnight and let the outdoor activities begin after we have our, you know, our friends and kindred come up and show us what they've been working on. So he goes through this long-winded speech. Each clan in turn comes up and makes a toast, or like the eldest of them gives a short story about what they remember about the club. And finally, it comes down to the Toreadors. And Ashenbrenner, it's on you. Go ahead. Take it away. Tell us what you got. Okay. <clears throat> Kindred, I am Xerxes Ashenbrenner of Clan Toreador. You may not know me from any meetings, as I am not the most political of creatures. Something about still having politics and factions, even after death, is a concept that I clearly have yet to grasp. We subsist on blood. That should be enough to unite us. <clears throat> but I digress. My fixation and infatuation with the darker, truer, path of art began when I learned of Pope Sixtus IV. 
Back in 1471, he founded the Capitoline Museum in Rome. Some of you might or might not know that he was a subjugate of the Toreador, and that underneath the museum proper was something ghastly and deviant and marvelous. I had the honor of bearing witness to this hidden gem, and what I saw I took with me. And so I present to you La Cortigiani Oscuri. So I'm going to whip the eight, I'm sorry, the nine, actually, yeah, so the eight silken sheets off of the figures, and I'll go through them one by one. Mm. Uh, the first is a is a larger male figure, uh, normal, basically from the neck down, just kind of a larger build. Uh, the face, however, uh, there are actually dozens of incredibly thin faces, just sort of layered upon each other with a tiny, tiny space in between each. Uh, but the skull itself is completely smooth and. Uh, completely bereft of any features. Next to that, we have a massive bestial figure sort of bent over on itself with extra knees and extra elbows. It's more uh, more beast than man, very, very wolf-like. And uh, the, the features have been sort of, uh, the features of the face have been sort of broken out to form fangs, and it's a lot more vul uh, vulpine. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we have a female figure uh, covered in sigils carved into the skin from head to toe, all of them uh, seeping uh, a red liquid, just sort of very, very slow, almost like, a, like a, a honey or a sap just sort of slowly dripping down. Uh, next, we have a figure wearing a crown made of dozens of protruding figures, uh, fingers, all seeming to point accusingly at anyone who looks at it from all angles. Uh, in the chest cavity are two heads. And these are the likenesses of Mitzi and Elijah. And uh, in the uh, Elijah's mouth is uh, his finger that I took from the, the occasion. Uh, next, we have a, a withered Vitruvian man from the neck down. Uh, and from the neck, sort of blossoming out, are 12 heads, each with uh, two faces bifurcated right down the center. Mm -hmm. um, next, we have a, a hooded figure uh, sort of hidden from view. There's just something unspeakably powerful and menacing about it, and it's just out of alignment with the other figures, just not part of it. Um, but just uh, nondescript and just emanating, just pulsing, sort of a sort of a strong sense. And Mundo says, "Whispers, this one I like." <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, we have uh, sort of more central, um, eight feet tall, just just taller than all the others. A slender, beautiful, faceless, sexless um, figure. Uh, the head looks as if it has been exploded from the inside, and in the center is is one perfect blood red rose. Um, 
next to that. Uh, looking looking at this one is, is almost impossible. It's large, hunched over, uh, sort of overstuffed, as if it has too many internal organs. All of the joints are backwards, the knees, the elbows, the fingers. Um, there's boils and lesions consisting of clusters of teeth and splits in the skin packed with what appears to be uh, eyes. Mm. Uh, and finally, the piece de resistance that is um, to the side. Um, I, I whip the, the cover off that, and it is a perfect black sphere. All of these are, are that, that sort of black, almost like rock. It looks They all look like tar. And this is a perfect sphere of shiny black rock with a pipe emanating from the top, a pipe emanating from the middle, and a pipe emanating from the bottom. And uh, this is the only one that I that I address. So I would like to present to you all the good Rabbi Tevi Brankowitz. Sealed within is this little scamp. And this is the only piece of interactive art that I have created for this evening. So please feel free to interact. The top tube is fed directly into the rabbi's lungs so he can breathe freely. I wouldn't want him to be uncomfortable. The second pipe is fed directly into his stomach. We have to keep him fed. Humans die if you don't give them food. And the final tube, hmm. that's for all those filthy excretions that, that humans have. And I decided that to make it truly interactive, and because the, the good rabbi always seemed to have a sense of control over us and our affairs, that the ultimate control over him is the ability to end his life. So to cover that first tube, and I, I put my hand over the top tube for about 10 seconds, and then I remove it, that is a quick death. He would be out of air in a matter of moments, and, and that would be the end of his suffering. The second tube, if we stopped feeding him, he would last a few days, I'm assuming. Uh, and the final tube, oh, there's a thing that humans get called sepsis. It's It's... It's just, just a mess. So, do with him what you will. I bequeath him unto you as a gift. But I, I would simply ask that you um, <clears throat> don't make it too easy on him. And then I'll so, sort of step back. Yeah. Yeah, Germanicus runs up and blows a big thing of air into the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes a nice piping noise. It's like a G yeah. sharp. Yeah, yeah, he, and he's like, "Oh, oh, this could be, oh, this could be downright fun." Oh, Ashenbrenner, you're a genius, <laughs> magnificent, and he's clapping crazy. He's like, "I am going to uh, any of these for purchase. I would love to have one of these displayed in my." That is amazing. He's very excited by it. Um, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He thought this was the greatest thing ever. So yes, uh, there's some clapping, obviously. Some people get it. Um, 
Simona, do you get it? The important thing is that I love Ash and Brenner. <laughs> Horatio feels totally justified in standing up to let this guy into the party. Horatio's <laughs> shown on this guy. If he anything, is, he to make not Ash only he not only feels like he's so glad that somebody gets his friend's art, but that he also is like. Yeah, oh my god, he has no idea how much fun blowing on those tubes are. Ashen and Brenner and I spent like a week doing that alone. <laughs> yeah. That took a while to get it ex- to get the three exactly where they needed to go. Right. I will um I want to just I'll kind of like gently squeeze the doctor's arm to get his attention. I go, "Shall we go congratulate Ashen Brenner on his unveiling?" Yes, yes, quite. That uh, sounds like a smashing idea. So we'll walk uh, over. Okay, Rosmond, real quick before they do that, they are looking at one particular piece. The piece that had the layers the layers of faces. Okay. They are standing there studying it. And of course, that means every Tremere is standing there studying it. And she looks oh, over thought- at you. What's that? I thought the one with the sigils would have been ours. That's obvious. There's something about this one that's bothering them. Okay. Um, I'll just kind of sidle up to them silently and just kind of way off to the one in the suit's left, I guess. Okay. Kind of trying to see. Because I, 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 Rosamond doesn't understand art completely. I mean, that's not her shtick. So it's like, hmm. Well, I'm a little concerned by this. As am I. And she's like, are the rest of you seeing what we're seeing? And they're all, they're nodding. And I guess you nod along? Sure. Um, I may turn to, like, one of the people behind me and go, and what are we seeing exactly? Many faces layered on top of one another. Lies upon lies. Masks hidden, purposes concealed. And they look over at Ash and Brenner and they are not happy. And it may not even be their clan, but they're getting a vibe off of it like, oh yeah. Because Malcavs can change their faces. It could be a thing to the Malcavs, it could be a Nosferatu thing. But for some reason, the way it's shaped, the way it's, they are literally just grinding their teeth at it. But they're not going to form a scene. They're just staring at it. Asher Brenner, yeah, you get the you you see that the Tremere have gathered around that piece in particular. I'll sort of uh, I'll sort of float by and sort of uh, into their periphery. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not planning on. I'm not going to address any pieces unless someone wishes to discuss one with me. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're there. That's what they are. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So Simona, you and the doctor move go over. I would probably talk to Ashenburner about it. Like, yeah, we'll do. We'll with... get Simona and the doctor already in route, so we'll let them go first. Cool. And then, if you want to talk to Ashenburner about it, yes. And Evelyn will get back to. Can you buy several of them in a moment? Yes. <laughs> I think the 
even before Simona gets up there, Aschenbrenner, uh, I mean, Horatio is going to forget decorum. And he's just going to go up and, and pump Aschenbrenner's hand vigorously. Oh, thank God we got that out one more time. Uh, <laughs> one more time. My, my For old time's sake. Hey, look, I, I knew what they looked like, obviously, but even on display, mag magnificent, my friend. Of course, I cannot take all the credit, my good doctor. And I'll, I'll sort of nod at Tevi and just uh, and, le and lean in and kind of just like stage whisper. Um, and do let me know how the presentation of Kush goes. I'm always uh, curious the, the places where my art ends up. Yes, well, I, I will certainly invite you over after I have a uh, more permanent residence established. And, of course, there will be a, uh, shall we call it, art wing with one specific piece on display. I'll slap him heartily on the back and, and redouble the efforts of the handshake. Excellent. Okay, Simona? Um, I go and I... I'll kiss Ashenbrenner on the cheek. It's a special occasion, even though he probably is turning his head like, ew, can I help you? Um, and I just go, I'm so proud of you. It, your hard work, it, it looks lovely. It's, I love to see you be creative. It really came out great. I'm, I'm happy for you that you had this opportunity. And I will, I will bow and say it's a, it's not a portrait, but still, it's also not a water feature. No, thank I'll God see if I can, Yeah, I'll see if I can spy Philip and just roll my eyes towards him. Yes, he, absolutely. He's, he's very much aghast because Caligula's blowing into the central pipe, which would normally be the feeding tube. Yeah. And he looks, he looks back at you and says, if, I, if I'm able to push enough air in, will his eyes pop? Will I know that? His eyes are gone. So, uh, what would oh. I address him as? Just uh... Gaius. Gaius, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> His eyes are gone, Gaius, have been for quite a few weeks. But please, oh. blow on anything you would like. Oh, you're a cad! <laughs> uh, uh, so Gaius, blowing on the bottom tube does result in very specific noises afterwards. I must warn you in advance of that. Been there, Ducky? <laughs> no, no problem. Simona, right. desperately wanting to change the subject, just kind of turns to Ashenbrenner and she goes, Also, I would love to know, since when have you had a first name? On all of the official charters of Clan Toreador, you've only written Ashenbrenner. I just assumed it was a singular name deal. I just haven't been bothered. Fair enough. So before we get to Rosman, Ashenbrenner, behind you, you hear, very well done. You've, uh, you've taken this to a whole new level, Ashenbrenner. I must congr congratulate you. And a kiss from the beautiful Simona. I'm so jealous. It's Bastion. Of course. Have, I, have I met oh, him before? He, he knows of you. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure over the years that you were in the clan, you ran into him somewhere. Yeah. And do I have any beef with him? I mean, like... Not, not that I'm aware of. Okay, I mean, so... he was part of Elijah's plan to get... To put the house that she was in on fire, and he saved her art. I mean, he did try to make Fraser look... Kiernan Fraser look like an asshole, but he wasn't responsible for anything happening to you. That was the Tevi side of, the con of that plot. 
Yeah, but so, but he did have some, you know, he he negatively affected things. Yeah, so I'll you yeah. know just give him like a the equivalent of like just just like a tight little smile and like a ah yes and thing. Ah yes, all thanks. Exactly. Yeah, he he would get the you know the the best wishes person autograph. Like I wouldn't ask his name. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Rosmond, you see Simona's talking with this very beautiful and handsome uh, gentleman, you know, about three or four inches taller than her, flawless skin, and the oh, crowd I'm kind of parts away from him. Well, you think you're not yet, but that's okay. Mm. Let's, let's say you're standing next to him. Would you run away in fear as Primogen? No, you would. This is a party. You would, of course, be polite, wouldn't you? Sure. If by polite, I just... Uh don't speak with him until he speaks to me directly, then sure. Well, he's going to be whispering to you directly in a moment. So, Rosman, you actually see that opening in Ashenbrenner's free if you'd like to say something. Uh, with the arrival of this new guy, I'm pretty much just going to sneak up social, like, I'm going to sidestep it over there to be nosy and listen in on the hot goss. Oh, between Simona and Bastion? Yeah, I really want to see what's going on here and possibly be available for a quick rescue should she need one because I have no idea who this bloke is. Thank you for listening to Hellfire Nights. You can like, share, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. To help support our network of real play adventure shows, please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the Bardic College. And for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to behind the scenes reels, interviews with players and storytellers, and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.